0: Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy, helping you to stand out, be heard and become that influential voice in your industry. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and podcasting strategist, also known as the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says follow up. Is more than just an important part of the sales process. It is the sales process. And joining me on today's show is Debbie Hoffman. Debbie is a heart-based follow-up expert. She's a speaker and she's the founder of Power Up Your Follow Up. And she works closely with relationship-driven entrepreneurs, coaches, and network marketers who are letting potential clients slip through the cracks because you don't have a reliable follow-up plan in place. Now her proven step-by-step follow-up system supports you to have more ideal clients saying yes to working with you. Now on today's show, you're going to learn how to enjoy networking and develop relationships that lead to more clients and referrals. You're going to learn how to implement a proven step-by-step system to generate consistent sales results, as well as how to create a steady flow of people coming to you already excited about working with you. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. I'm so happy to be here with you. This is such an important topic. And I know for many of us, well, all around the world, actually, uh, many of us who were networking face-to-face are now no longer able to do that. But There are lots of exciting opportunities for us when we talk about virtual networking. But before and follow up, of course. But before we dive into that, you you shared with me some statistics, and I want to share with people what they are because they're very surprising. And but maybe not. So, forty-eight percent of entrepreneurs never follow up with a prospect once. It takes an average of five contacts for the average person to say yes to working with you. But only eight percent of entrepreneurs make that fifth contact. Um, so those 8% are doing 80% of the businesses out there and 45% of people are looking for a service-based business come from recommendations of others. And one out of 20 people on average will say yes to working with you. Um, but when that person's referred to you, it's one out of six. So you say, you know, your chances of converting a referred prospect improves by 300%. How often do you hear people say, Debbie, I've got it covered. I, I, I follow up and really they're not following up at all and certainly not in the way that you really recommend. Well, I don't usually hear that. People say to me, I really struggle with follow up. I'm disorganized.
1: I don't have a system. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't yeah. want to be pushy or salesy, so I don't follow up. So that's what I hear most of the time. Yeah. And most okay. people it's not even on their radar screen. Like they're not even thinking about to it. Follow-up. Like they just they're they're not putting time and effort into it. They're putting their focus on their website and their products and services and their packages and Facebook ads and all this stuff. And the follow-up is
0: like the missing piece down. Now I know that you have got a quiz. I'd like you to share what that link is because I've gone through that as well. And it has got some really good prompts and information to help us identify exactly where the gaps are so we can start working on them before we dive in. Can you share what that link is? Yes, it's
1: www.powerupbizquiz.bizquiz.com. b-i-z-q-u-i-z dot com. So power up biz quiz. And in less than 10 minutes, you're gonna see like you said, where those gaps are and where mm-hmm. potential clients and money may be slipping through the cracks. So everyone who takes it tells me it's an eye opener. They learn so much. Like again, they don't, a lot of things we just don't know that we don't know. Yes. And when we see these questions, we start thinking about, Oh my God, I don't have this in place and I don't have that in place. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's really a very- an eye opener.
0: Yeah, and I love the way that you've said at the beginning, I mentioned it, follow-up is more than just an important part of the sales process. It is the sales process. So let's dive in. How can we start to enjoy networking? Because I think we've got that covered for many of us. You know, we enjoy networking, whether it's online or in person. We like to develop that relationships, but that whole follow-up is something that we struggle with. But you're able to help us to enjoy both the networking, development of relationships, relationships that lead to more clients and referrals what do we need to know well you're definitely the exception to the rule because so many people I speak to
1: they tell me they just hate networking because they number one people are so pushy and salesy and aggressive with them Mm -hmm. like they stuff the business card in their face and then they hose them down with so much information and and they're like repelled by it and then number two they feel like there's pressure on them because they they're going to they think they need to go to find clients and they hate that And so the way you can enjoy networking is just to have a whole mindset shift around it, like to go to a networking event with a different intention. And what I have found works really well for my clients and and has worked really well for me is go to these networking events with the intention, two intentions. One is to help people to show up in service to see mm-hmm. what you can do to make a difference for them, support them and to go looking not for your clients, but for those people who can lead you to those clients to look for those people you can partner up with. Cause then mm-hmm. all the pressure is taken off and then you can just share what you do freely. They're not going to have their guard up cause you're not trying to sell them. And if they're really interested in what you offer They'll just lean in and say, Hey, I'm interested. I want to find out more. So Mm. it's a much easier, more fun way to network. And so many people have said to me, I can do that, Debbie. Like to me, I love helping people. I'll just show up in service and I'll have fun and I can do that. And they end up getting more referrals and more clients going with that intention.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that you reflected that back to me, said, well, you think networking events is fun before this whole, you know, self-isolation. I mean, I'm an introvert and and I think I've mentioned that to to you before on another one of the calls that we had, but for me now I'm hanging out, you know, I just went to the, um, the hairdressers a couple of weeks ago and I was chatting. Normally I don't, but it, it, You know, I love the way that you said it's about being of service. It's about having those helpful conversations if you can. And, you know, once we take that, the so-called what we assume to be pressure to sell, which you're saying, no, 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 it's not that at all, but how can we help? How can we be of service? It completely changes the mindset around that, which I think is fantastic. Let's talk about your proven step-by-step system to generate consistent sales results. Because I think, you know, then once we realize it's not all about selling when we go to those those networking events, and this is online and offline too, I would imagine, but it's more about being a service. We do need to have this proven step-by-step system in place so that we can start to nurture those relationships, yes? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And when I say system, I'm talking about two, two different parts to it.
1: So the first part is to have this, the technology in place to keep track of all your contacts and the notes that you take and to remind you to follow up with people and to have a place just to store your templates and scripts and everything. And that's called a CRM, a customer relationship management system. So that is step one, because if you don't have that, it's really hard to keep track of all of your contacts and when when to contact them next that's where the statistics are so incredible because most people don't even follow up with a person once but then if they do follow up once nothing ever happens after that because it's like out of sight out of mind they don't have a process to remind them right so that's the first thing the second part is what to do and what to say when you're following up with people. And that's where I come in. So I, I work with my clients to create a step-by-step follow-up system. We click, create a blueprint for their business so they know how often to call or to, to reach out, what's the best way to reach out to people, how often, within what time frame? and then what do you say when you're reaching out to people? It's so important to know, you know, the way that you can reach out that's more powerful, like the languaging that's gonna get people to lean in. And that's one of the things that my clients, clients say that they love about working with me is just the way I have this way I have about languaging things to take what they said and just, just share it in a more powerful way. So having that step-by-step and knowing what to do and what to say, you know, people are more confident. And when you're more confident, you become more magnetic and then you Mm -hmm. attract more of your ideal clients to you. It's an energy you put out when you're confident. So having a system is, is critical because if Mm -hmm. not, the follow up is just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, one of the things I, I um, I'm hearing you saying is to have that plan in place. Am I right to assume that what plan is in place is very much going to be determined by the outcome each business owner is seeking, and also it, it's a customized, so it's not a one fits all because it very much is determined on who you are, kind of what you offer, but the, but the outcome is that is that right to assume? It's really, yes, and it's every client I work
1: with is, a, is at a different place in their business, and they're doing mm-hmm. different things, different methods of marketing, different. Some are more advanced in their business. They've been around for a long time, some are newer. So everyone's in a different place. So we create a plan specifically designed for them, and yes, you know based on the outcome that they're looking to accomplish so yeah the follow-up is very very specific there isn't one size fits all but I have my nine-step system that everybody learns and then they choose which area which part of the system to work on now that will bring them in the best results the most quickly you know where Mm -hmm. they'll bring in the more more clients and some people are out speaking and that's a whole different conversation some people are you know doing Facebook ads whatever they're doing some people do you know, network on, you know, um, do most of their networking things online even before the lockdown. So yeah. it's very dependent on where people are at.
0: Yeah. Can, I mean, obviously, we don't want you to share all of your IP here, but can you give people just an idea? Because it's one of those things, and maybe even some of the common mistakes that you see, because often we can assume, well, you know, I've got some basic things in place, but maybe there's some things that you've seen people do that you think, well, look, that's no longer relevant, or actually what you're doing is you you could potentially be um, tarnishing a, even a relationship with someone to even want to connect with you and follow up with you. Um, so do you want to just share some things and what you see people? doing that really they they need to stop it it's really inhibiting that relationship yeah well the first thing is what I mentioned earlier when they're networking they're
1: just like hosing people down with way too much information and they're making it all about them and they're not asking questions and getting curious and seeing how they can help the other person just making it all about them that's the first big mistake I see people make the second mistake I see people make and this has happened to me is that I'll meet someone and they ask for my card And then they add me to their list and then they try to sell me in the first email. And I'm seeing this all over social media. Every day, people connect with me on LinkedIn and Facebook, and the first message I get from them is a sales pitch. You yeah. do not want to do that. Just like when you're networking in person, you wouldn't walk up to somebody and say, "Hi, I'm Debbie Hoffman. Do you want to join my program? I'm a follow-up coach." Like that's yeah. what people are doing on on Facebook and LinkedIn, and it's disgusting. Yeah. So it's a yeah. big mistake. You do not want to do that. You want to see how you can help them and support them, see if there's a good fit for you guys mm-hmm. to collaborate. And again, they'll lean in if they're interested, and if not, they'll refer you to people if mm-hmm. if you build that trust with them. So those are some really big mistakes that I see people make the third mistake that they make and it's become such a waste of time, all this networking that they were doing. And now whether it's, you know, now it's not in-person networking, it's online. When you schedule a networking event in your calendar, schedule the time right away in your calendar, block off the time to follow up with people. Mm Because if you're gonna spend two hours at a networking event and before when you're driving and you're getting dressed and makeup, if you're a woman and just getting nice clothes on, whatever, And then you don't follow up with people. It becomes a big waste of time. So you have to block off the time or else it won't
0: happen. Yeah, absolutely. We just had a comment here to Cloud9. Yes, this is live and uh, hello back. So if you've got any questions for yes, Debbie, uh, and of course, funny. if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, you are missing out, come across to the live stream uh, where we, you're able to actually pose some of the, the questions. I love those um, reiterations of the, of the mistakes because I see them happening every single day as well. And, you know, I know that there are some marketing coaches out there that actually teach just, you know, numbers, numbers, numbers game. Now, um, for me, it's every single person that you connect to is a human being. Now, that person may have, um, you know, a a leeway to your ideal clients en masse. And if you continue to spam them, like you've just given an example, Debbie, you could potentially be cutting yourself off from a lot of different opportunities had you taken the time to be helpful, to be supportive, to find out how you can contribute to supporting that other person. Let's talk about some of the ways to do that. And when we're talking about relationship building, it's about relationship building. It's not just a, I meet you at a networking event and tomorrow we're doing business. It can take time exactly. can't? and that
1: differs as well. Especially now, like right now, people need support. People are panicking. They're worried, <coughs> excuse me, they're in fear. And if we can reach out and see how we can support them and build that relationship, it will just, it will create so much trust and respect and rapport. Yeah. Right. So during this time, it's just so important. And, and I always say like when you first meet someone, the relationship is just getting started. Follow up Mm -hmm. is how that connection is nurtured, like step by step. So the more you follow up with people, the more Mm -hmm. they're going to realize you really care about them, the more they will trust you and fall in love with you and try to help you in return. So it's, it's a process. Like you said, it doesn't, the business is not going to happen right there at the networking. event. that's another big mistake. People say, I hear them make all the time. They say to me, Oh, I'm not, you know, I don't go to this networking event anymore because my ideal clients aren't there. Like they are missing out on a huge opportunity. And they, and they, I say, do you follow up with people afterwards? Do you go get together with coffee dates? No, the business is not going to happen at the networking event. Like rarely <laughs> yeah. does somebody sign on the bottom line and give you their credit card at a networking event. So it takes follow-up. It takes building that connection. And again, looking for those people who you can collaborate with, not, looking for your clients. So it's the mindset shift and people are wasting such an opportunity mm-hmm. when they say, Oh, this networking event isn't good for me because my ideal clients aren't there. Yeah. Look for those that I... partners or JV
0: partners. Oh, now thinking of power partners that, and I'll get you to explain what what that is, but I've got an example and I'm sure you've got many as well, but this particular one was um, where a business owner potentially left hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table. They were part of a networking group. I won't mention who it is, but they were recommended to go and have these um, conversations, like get to know one another better because you just don't know who is in your network. So one particular woman who was a florist approached someone who was working more with high level decision makers, but from large centers, you know, shopping centers. So typically his uh, package would be in the hundreds of thousands. So when this florist approached this person, he basically just said to her, oh, look, you know, let's just, we won't, have a meeting because we're not really working in the same area we don't we're not really power partners so she said okay that's fine he did not realize that i think it was her her brother-in-law or one of her relatives was a ceo of a large and so she said well if he wasn't interested in finding out i was going to find out more about him and could i recommend it we potentially just you know if we're not building the relationship who knows who they're connected to yes you don't know who We know. That's
1: a perfect example. Perfect. What a missed opportunity for him.
0: Yes. Yes. Talk about power players. What do you, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, power partners are other people who have similar clients as you do, but they're not in competition with you. So for instance, you know, an accountant, a really good power partner for an accountant is an attorney or especially um, an attorney that helps people create their LLCs. Right. Cause I, perfect example. I, my, my attorney, my uh, CPA wanted me to become, um, an LLC years ago. So I asked him, who do you know, you know, who is you know good attorney that you can refer to me. And he said, I refer all my clients to this one attorney. I was like, great. I was a yes, you know, already I, cause I trusted my CPA and so they're perfect power partners. They serve similar clients, but they're non competition with each other. And they refer people back and forth to each other all the time. So that's Fantastic. what I mean by power
0: partner. Fantastic. Now, before we get into the last um, uh, question, which is really how do we create the steady flow of people coming to us already excited about working with us? I, I, I forgot to ask you at the beginning, how did you get into uh, now being the follow-up coach? What, what's your story? Well, I'll give you the Reader's,
1: Vi- Reader's Digest yeah. version. Um, so I was working on Wall Street. I was a very successful managing director there for 20 years, made a high six-figure income. And I decided to leave and spend more time with my family. I, my, I have a son, and I wanted to be a mom. And so I quit. Mm-hmm. My friends thought I was crazy. During that time, you know, we thought we'd be fine But the real estate market crashed. My husband was a high-end custom home builder. We lost everything, Anne-Marie. We lost everything. Mm -hmm. We went into foreclosure, bankruptcy, depression. Like it was a horrible, horrible time in my life. Uh, What saved me was I found a mentor, this woman who I knew could really help me. And she did, she pulled me out of that hole. Mm -hmm. And during that time I was at an, a a conference and I was representing these wellness products with this company that I was part of. And this woman asked me to follow up with her, which I did for 14 months, which isn't easy. She finally became a client and left me a message one day and said, Debbie, You need to teach me your follow up system. You're amazing at it. I struggle with it. We need to talk. I had no idea what she was talking about. So I get on the phone with her and she said, Debbie, no one follows up with me the way you do. You have a gift and you need to help people that people are struggling with this. And I was like, What are you talking about? Like, you know, we all have that gift, Amory, that thing that we just do naturally that we take for granted, right? And sometimes it takes somebody outside of us to to point it out. Thank God she did. Cause I listened to her. I launched this business. I went from zero to six figures in, in 14 wow. months because I had this follow-up system to tap into. And I'm so grateful to her because I've been able to help so many people. And so I didn't wake up one day and say, oh, I'm amazing at follow-up. I need to teach people this. That is not how this happened. I would never, yeah. ever have been doing this
0: if it wasn't for her. Yeah, First, I'm so like, glad I asked you that because, <laughs> um, you know, again, when you're talking about your follow-up system, it's different. It depends on, again, the outcome and it depends very much on the industry and and, and all of that. But the fact that so many of us um, aren't doing that, it, I mean, we, we can certainly learn. I mean, even just implementing a few changes. I mean, one of the things that you said, earlier was how often we think as long as i get so much more information out and people will hear me at networking events and for me i, I was once taught, this is many years ago was told Ask questions. Well, as an introvert, I don't really like to go to different people, but I love asking questions, hence why I'm the podcasting queen. So I just pretend I've got an invisible microphone and I ask open-ended questions. But it's brilliant because you can find out information about people, what they're struggling with, and it really allows for a real depth of conversation, which I would much, much rather prefer. That's Mm -hmm. the kind of thing that we need to do. Be curious. Find out because we can uncover information that we can then follow up with some real valuable content, connections, and things like that. Yes?
1: Yeah, I love what you said. I always talk about getting curious, asking powerful questions, and always ask people first about them. Let them speak, let yeah. them talk, let because people are craving, like they, they want someone to just listen to them because everyone else is just hosing them down and talking, talking, talking at them. When you're a good no. listener and you ask questions. And you really are present and pay attention again, mm-hmm. their guard will come down because you're not trying to sell them. And they're going to yeah. think, wow, she or he's really trying to help me like they really are interested in me. I like this person. I want to do whatever yeah. I can to help them in return. So mm-hmm. totally. I'm so in alignment with what you just said, yeah. it's a big part of what I teach.
0: Yes, and it's so important. And I think I even read something similar in, you know, the highly influent, what's the the six traits or habits seven, of highly effective people? Yeah, seven the seven habits,
1: habits of, of highly
0: effective people. people. And it is to be curious, to find out, and um, the conversation will just flow that way. And and I think deeper relationships. And I think now it's even more important, isn't it? Gone are the days where it's superfluous. Um, there's so many more people that are wanting to connect with with like-minded people, with similar values, and when you've got a strong relationship, and we, we said in the, um, you know, at the beginning, some of those statistics, if you are referred, that referral, um, one out of six, isn't it, and it improves your prospect by three hundred percent if you are referred, and um, so we're leaving a lot of money on the table. How do we create the steady flow of people coming to us who are already excited to work with us? Well, it's through referrals. It's
1: absolutely, it's a perfect lead in. Like you didn't even realize it, but that's really what it's all about because those statistics show and like the story I just shared, I was a yes before I got on the phone with this attorney. I just wanted to make sure that there was a good fit personality wise and that his rates were reasonable, but I was a yes on the phone with him. Like how easy is that for him? The attorney keeps sending him people. So we need, but the thing is, there's a whole referral process that I teach people. There's a system around it. Number one, Mm -hmm. you need to know when to ask. There's a a right time to ask. And then there's a time that's not as appropriate. We need to know Mm -hmm. how to ask. And most people I hear say, oh, who do you know who you can refer to me? Well, you're not going to come up with anyone (laughs) when they say it that way, right? (laughs) So my analogy for those of you who are old enough to remember the the old fashioned Rolodexes, remember those those yes. so things my, on the roll, yeah, yeah I just roll around. <laughs> so my analogy is we have a Rolodex in our head, in our brain, and the more specific you are with saying who you're looking for, the more people are going to go through their Rolodex and go, oh, I know someone, right? Mm. You have to be super, super specific. So you need to know how to ask, when to ask, and then how to train your clients and referral partners, how Mm -hmm. to give you the referral, because most people say to me when they first meet me, oh, I've been, I've been giving your name and number out to everyone. It's like, well, I haven't heard from anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a way to train people how to give you the referral so that you're in control of the next step. And then this is like something my clients love the most, this template I have for the referral language to give people the language of what you want them to say when they're Mm -hmm. referring people to, to make it easy for them. And it's more powerful coming from you because nobody knows better what you do than you and how to articulate it. So that's what I mean. That's how you're going to get a steady stream of ideal clients coming to you already interested in working with you because you set it up to happen that way.
0: Yeah, and that's why, you know, if people, and you mentioned this already, if you go to a networking event hoping to come away with clients, um, rather look at who can I connect with, the, the power partners, who can I have that ongoing relationship with because, you know, if you've set up a number of people who you're both referring to because your clients can benefit from their support and vice versa, that's a steady stream, as you said, of people who are referred to you and who already have an idea. That you can support them, which of course you can, but then you don't have to go through that entire process that you may need to if that's a cold, cold lead and they exactly. may not have heard of you before. Yeah. And this is a huge mistake
1: that people make is they spend so much time going to the next networking event, prospecting online, whatever they're mm-hmm. doing, and they're sitting on a gold mine. They're your yes. happy clients. Want to give you referrals, you just need to know how to ask and when to ask and how to train them. But it's mm-hmm. so much easier. Like I said, 300% better conversion for someone who is referred to you, right? So why not? But yeah. whenever I ask people, are you consistently asking your clients for referrals? When I'm speaking, hardly anyone's hand goes up, maybe one mm-hmm. or two mm-hmm. hands go up. So people are not doing it. Um, they think it's being pushy or they're asking for too much or they're coming across desperate. And mm-hmm. all that is not true. Right Because yeah. your clients want to refer if you've provided a good service and good pro or good products to them and they've gotten results, it makes them feel great to be able to refer people to you.
0: Yeah, so good. So, so I know you've got some things that are coming up and have uh, you know ongoing um, different things that that can certainly support people. Share a bit more about those, Debbie.
1: So I just launched a an online networking event. And it has been so well-received. People are having so much fun. People came in from South Africa and India and England and all over the United States today. It was amazing. And um, it's just an incredible way for you to, to meet a lot of people, create connections. I'm sharing some networking tips throughout so that people are networking in a more effective way so that they can get the most out of it. Like I'm really giving and trying to support people so much right now through this challenging time. And so if you want to register, the next one is May 6th, and I'm going to be doing them twice a month on the first and third Wednesdays of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And the link is www.powerupyourfollowup.com forward slash networking. So powerupyourfollowup.com forward slash networking so please join us it's it's a blast people are having so much fun and
0: they're just feeling connection people are craving connection right now yes yes i love that so of course for those of you who are listening to a later version of this she, you're doing them twice a month so um go for to their, their future link. as far as i know
1: yeah. we're going to continue doing them
0: yeah, um, fabulous. How else? Are, are there any other ways that people connect? Just find you online, but definitely go to the quiz which we mentioned earlier. Yeah, really find is. out where the gaps are, and uh, lots of goodies there. If there would be one last thing, one actually, final there thing. is something I'd like to offer
1: too, just oh, for absolutely your, for your yeah. community. You know, if you are really struggling with your follow up and you're not. Getting you know the clients that you want on a consistent basis, and you're feeling disorganized, and you've got that stack of business cards piling up on your desk. I'd love to invite you to connect with me for a free follow up on your dreams discovery session. And during this time, it's free one on one time with me. We'll explore where you want to go with your business, what's getting in the way, and if we're a good fit, we'll discuss next steps and how I can support you. But the key thing is you'll walk away with three areas where potential clients and income are slipping through the cracks. So people walk away with tremendous value from this conversation. So if you want to connect, please go to talkwithdebbie.com, www.talkwithdebbie, D-E-B-B-I-E.com. And I'd love to support you. We can go over your quiz results during that call as well fantastic thank
0: you so much for coming on uh, the show today sharing your expertise I think this is an area where every one of us can certainly look and uh, see where can we up level for some of us we may need to start at the bottom but that's fantastic let's build some strong foundations and get them into place and uh, thank you so much for all that you do in this space it certainly is needed particularly as you say at this time uh, we find ourselves in around the world no better time than to connect with each other globally. And uh, who knows, maybe that will one day turn into a face-to-face. So thanks once again. For sure. coming on, Can I share one more quick thing? Sure. Just,
1: just to close uh, our conversation is that, you know, my mission is to help you to share your gifts and get your message out in a big way and make the impact you're here to make. And mm-hmm. if you don't have a follow-up system in place, you're not going to make the impact and people that you could make and people mm-hmm. out there could be continuing to struggle with that one thing that you can support them with. And so I really feel we have a moral obligation to follow up with people. Cause if not, people could still be suffering out there. So please Mm -hmm. share your gifts, get your message out. If you need support, please reach out. I'd love to help you um, or find someone that can support you, but get some help because we can't do this on our own. Like we Mm -hmm. need to learn this from someone who's figured it out. So yeah. thank you, Anne-Marie.
0: I just want to thank leave thank you once that. again for coming on the show. Bye for now.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademycom forward slash masterclass.